Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Monday here on the program, that means tonight is Raw. We're not going to do spoilers for the show. It is a taped show, taped on Friday. They taped SmackDown and Raw together. So whatever you thought of SmackDown, well, you're going to get something similar on Raw. There's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some preposterous booking. All sorts of fun stuff on Raw tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. we got a lot of news to get into here today. If you did not hear Sunday's show... Obviously, we could talk about the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view. What did you think of the show? What did you think of the main event, John Moxley, Kenny Omega? A controversial match, to say the least. If you have thoughts, you're welcome to give them to us here. We've also got tons of news on injuries coming out of that show. An update on Cody. Update on Will Ospreay from Saturday night. He suffered an injury during the New Japan show in San Jose. Will Ospreay suffered a shoulder injury. He appears to be okay also in San Jose. I believe I just mentioned that two times in a row, but that's what happens when you have dad brain. We've also got Matt Seidel. He was injured and Hangman Page as well. So we'll give updates on all of those different individuals here on the program today. Got a new Ring of Honor signee, some notes on Steve Austin. He's got a show coming to the WWE Network later this month. And yes, everything is fine, everybody. Every couple days, we get somebody from WWE tweeting something outraged at the the Twitter universe for always being so negative about everything. Everything is fine, except in the case of Sin Cara, who wants to quit. So we're going to talk about him requesting his release and so much more here on the show today. Once again, if you want to send us a text message, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. You can send an email to brian at wrestlingobserver.com. And my Twitter is at Brian Alvarez. Mike is at Sempervivi. You'll join us here after the break. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. Sometimes love. 
Staples is more than a place you go to buy a printer. It's where an associate showed me the printer that works best for my business. Like the all-new HP LaserJet Pro 400 printers with advanced wireless and security. And they're easy to set up. I need all of that. Right now at Staples, get up to $200 off the HP LaserJet Pro 400 series. The best printers at great prices. Staples, for your business tech and beyond. In-store only. Ends 11 See associate or staples.com slash HP 400 series for details. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our See Better Drive Safer sale going on right now. Get great deals on everything from wiper blades to headlight bulbs. Plus, save on your next oil change with five quarts of O'Reilly Full Synthetic Motor Oil and MicroGuard Filter, just $25.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Men, if you want to pee easier, listen to this. A new Nobel Prize discovery was just proven in a clinical trial to help men pee 241% more, ending multiple trips to the bathroom and the constant urge to go. This breakthrough is finally available in a pill called Prostavive LS, developed by famed men's health expert Dr. Al Sears. And for a limited time, you can get a free bottle. Call 800-769-8155. Patients who've taken Prostavive LS are singing its praises. Hi, my name is Paul, and I'm 73 years old. I used to get up multiple times a night to go to the bathroom, but after taking Prostavive LS, I now sleep through the night. Prostavive LS does not require a prescription, and there are no side effects. But this free bottle is not available in stores. Call 800-769-8155 to get your free bottle of this Nobel Prize-winning discovery proven in clinical trials to help men pee 241% more. That's 800-769-8155. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back here on the show, everybody. Brian Alvarez here, uh, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi is going to be joining us here in a little while. we got some connection issues. We'll take care of those here at some point. This from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. Sin Cara has become the latest WWE wrestler to take to social media asking for his release. On Monday morning, Sin Cara tweeted a statement in Spanish that said after praying... Sunday night, 
And thinking about his children, he had to make, quote, the most difficult but sensible decision and ask for his WWE release. In the statement, he reflected on his 20-year career before giving the reason why he wants out. I am so grateful, he said, for the opportunity that they gave me. However, I realize that I am stuck in a place where I am not valued as an athlete or a talent. I have worked hard and honestly for many years to polish my trade. I've been loyal and respectful, a team player, supportive, and I have waited patiently for the opportunity to show the world everything I can do. Unfortunately, after all these years, that opportunity never came, or I feel that it will ever come while I remain where I am. He then went on to say that his best years are yet to come. Thank both WWE and the fans for their support. Recently returned to Raw in an angle with Andrade and Zelina Vega. Several other WWE wrestlers have publicly asked for their release in the past. Sean Spears, the only successful one. Luke Harper and Mike Kanellis still remain in the company after pleading their case on social media. As I noted before the break, I have had many people tweet me and send me messages from various WWE stars on social media. Why is everyone complaining about everything? Why are people making such a big deal about everything? Everything is all right. Well, here's another one that wants to get out. And what happened with Sin Cara? Well, a couple of weeks ago, he had a friend show up, either Catalina or Carolina, depending on which announcer was, was telling the story. And she was there to watch his back in the feud with Andrade and Zelina Vega after they had had a match together. They had a long match on television, and nobody cared about it because Sin Cara had been pushed as a jobber forever. They go out there, they go like 15 minutes, and there's interference, and Andrade wins. So he shows up, Sin Cara shows up the next week, he's got someone to watch his back against Andrade. And they go out there, her job is to watch his back, she fails, he is beaten. And then the next week they'll go out for the mixed tag, and he is beaten again, and that is the end of Catalina and or Carolina. And I guess that's why he realized, you know, this was a chance they gave us, but they did nothing with it. She was just out there so we could do more jobs, and now she's gone, and so he wants out. Do I think he's going to get out? I think that's unlikely, but I guess we'll see. What did you guys think of the John Moxley-Kenny Omega match? What did you think of AEW All Out? We opened up the phone lines yesterday. Got a lot of feedback from everybody. And I guess we'll get into some of that here. We'll connect Mike Sempervivi after this next break. This person says, any word on the box office sales for full gear? We have nothing in terms of what the buy rate might be. I do know that it was not in the top 20 on Google Trends. I do have a little bit of information about the ticket sales and box office, but it is not here in front of me, so I'll get to that after the break. But they did well in terms of the attendance for the show. I believe the show beat Raw the last time they were in town. That's a good sign. We'll see what it means for the buy rate. It would be, it would be very interesting if the show did fewer than 100,000 buys. A few days ago, I thought, if this show does fewer than 100,000 buys, that's not a good sign. Because they were doing 100,000 buys without TV. And if they ended up getting TV and they did less than 100,000 buys, if they did less with TV than they did without TV, on the surface, that sounds bad. 
And it, it would not be good. Let me put it that way. But as many people have pointed out to me, you know, one of the things about the pay-per-views before TV was there was no TV. So if you wanted to watch AEW action, you pretty much had to buy those pay-per-views or watch Fighter Fest or whatever. Now that there is TV, you've got eight hours of television every month. So it is possible that there are AEW fans that get their fill of AEW watching the show for free and therefore don't have the impetus to buy the pay-per-view that they had before there was TV. I still don't think it would be good if they did 100,000 buys with no TV and 50,000 buys with TV. If they did 90 to 110,000 on pay-per-view, 90,000 being down from without TV, I mean, that's something to talk about, but I don't think that's a disaster. I mean, even realistically 60,000 buys, 50,000 buys, that's still multiples more than anybody else is doing on pay-per-view. And it's not a business disaster. It would be disappointing to a degree if they got television and, and did half the numbers they were doing without television. But we will see how the show ends up doing. I think one of the one of the more important numbers is actually this coming a Wednesday when they go head-to-head with NXT. I mean, fans should be well aware that there's likely going to be NXT talent or WWE main roster talent on the NXT show. They've seen it happen. Is NXT going to beat AEW this week? If you recall, AEW opened up with almost a million viewers on Wednesday last week, and the viewership fell and fell and fell and fell throughout the show. So coming on the heels of Full Gear and the MJF turn and the Moxley Omega match, I mean, is the AEW number up? Is the AEW number down? Is it even? I think that's going to be a very interesting number. But ultimately, the most important numbers are 2020 and beyond. I mean, the Monday Night Wars with Raw and Nitro, things did not turn around immediately. I mean, you know, the it took a long time to build an audience. It took a long time of success on uh, TNT for Nitro for them to start selling more tickets and pay-per-view buys. This does not happen overnight. And I, I think there's a feeling among fans that, man, one thing, one thing, it can go all the way up, it can go all the way down. I mean, it's not like that. It's It's a... It is, as WWE says, which is funny because they say this and then they do things like put main roster talent on the NXT show. It is a marathon, not a sprint. This person says, I thought Full Gear was great. Felt a little fast compared to normal WWE. Paced like a UFC show, centered around one match. Gives it a big fight feel. Everyone buys the pay-per-view to see the main event instead of buying into the whole spectacle. It is something different. That is true. Full Gear was sold on a match, and really only one match, the Chris Jericho-Cody match. And so, you know, they sold it on some other things as well. They had other matches built up. But really, the draw for the show was Cody versus Chris Jericho. And as a match, as a world championship match, it delivered. I know some people were upset that the finish seemed too quick, uh, the MJF turn. I mean, I'm not going to argue that. If you started, if you jumped on the AW bandwagon when they went to TNT, it absolutely was too quick. If you've been a longtime fan of the Elite being the Elite, dating back all the way to All In, it was not too quick. And I guess we'll find out on Wednesday what that means as far as what everybody else thought. This person here says, The Moxley Omega match was not good in my opinion. It is garbage wrestling. There is no story to tell with these weapons. 
It's so obvious the match is just moving from violent spot to violent spot. Am I supposed to believe that John Moxley was backstage before the show, laying out mousetraps onto a board to use later in the match? And at the same time, Kenny Omega was backstage creating a barbed wire mattress. This is not how you reach a mass audience and grow a new wrestling company. This is how you appeal to backyard and hardcore wrestling fans who probably stream the show illegally anyway. Well, I do agree, this is not going to appeal to the mass audience. It's going to appeal to a niche group of fans. Is it going to turn off the mass audience? Is it going to cause AEW to do 400,000 buyers or 400,000 viewers on TNT? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to drive off fans in droves. But the issue is not driving off fans. The issue is creating new fans. They need to create new fans. And I don't think that's the way to do it. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. 
TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, still working on Mike Sempervivi. So, for the time being, we're going to take phone calls. If you'd like to give us a call here today, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Whatever's on your mind... Regarding things from the last couple of days, keep it on topic. That is 1-800-878-7529. Numbers on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. So, here we go. This person here says, yes, more on the Moxley Omega match. Most talked about thing all weekend. I also thought the Moxley Omega Lights Out match was ridiculous, unnecessary violence. Compare this to Chomp and Gargano at TakeOver NOLA last year. Match was also non-sanctioned, went on last. But it was emotionally charged, had an all-time great story behind it. You know the best part about the blood feud? They didn't use anything out of Ciampa's crutch and knee brace in that unsanctioned match, where both weapons symbolized their rivalry over the course of two years. I realize that a lot of people hear things that we say on the show and get outraged, but they're, they're not actually subscribers. They haven't actually been listening for years. But I want to make it abundantly clear. There have been... listen. I don't like blood and guts and gore matches, but I watch everything, and there have been many of them over the years, including the Hell of War match at Lucha Underground, which actually was significantly more violent than the Moxley Omega match because they were using real glass, and there were chunks of skin on the mat afterwards. And I thought that match was way better than Moxley Omega. The issue isn't even so much the violence. The issue was it wasn't a great match. It wasn't very good. They went 40 minutes, and it was just violence, violence. You do this, I do that. You hit me with this, I hit you with that. You don't sell this, I don't sell that. For 40 minutes, the match wasn't even very good. Now, the violence is another thing entirely. You can argue what was real, what was, wasn't real, etc., etc. To the masses, to the masses, I don't think this is what's going to grow your company. And it's time to grow the company. We're down 800,000 viewers on TNT from 1.4 million. That's a, that's a decline, a pretty serious decline. So things need to be done to grow the audience. And I don't think this is the kind of thing that is going to grow your audience from 800 back to 1.4 million. What's going to grow the audience is storytelling. Stuff that we saw in the Jericho-Cody match, in the MJF turn, and things like that, and creating stars. Not violence for the sake of violence in a match that's not even a great match. This person here says, I enjoyed the unsanctioned match. I thought there were a lot of cool callbacks like the glass throughout the match, but would totally understand if somebody didn't like it. And this person here I'm not even going to repeat this, but they're ranting about the Baron Corbin promo on SmackDown that opened up the show. 
And yes, SmackDown did a better number than it did the week before, built around the NXT invasion. But SmackDown has been growing from hour one to hour two most weeks. It did not two weeks ago, and it did not this week. So the Baron Corbin promo leading to the Baron Corbin main event did not grow the audience. If anything, it turned people off. And that could be could be Corbin, could be Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has not been a big ratings draw of late. And it could be the combination of, of both of them. This person here says, in regards to Cody Jericho, if MJF does not kick off the next Dynamite show explaining his actions against Cody, what was the point? As far as I can recall, MJF has not had a single minute of mic time on Dynamite. Why would the TNA, uh, TNT audience care about his turn if he doesn't immediately explain himself? I'm, I'm pretty confident that MJF is going to explain himself on Dynamite this coming Wednesday. MJF tweets all the time. As of yesterday, I haven't looked today, but he hadn't tweeted anything since the turn. So I would be... This is not something to complain about until it doesn't happen. If MJF doesn't do a promo on Wednesday... And sure, you can complain about it. Now, they could do a deal where Cody does his promo this Wednesday, MGF does his promo next Wednesday. They could do that. But trust me, if you don't think MGF's getting a live mic of all people to explain himself in the next week or two, I think you will be very surprised. Let's go to Chris in Vegas. You're on the air. What's going on? Of all people? Chris, extinguish your listening device. Brian? I don't have to a hot start here. Yes. Okay, Dom, cut Chris. I'm sorry, Chris, but, like, what's going on here? All right, Mike Sempervivi is here. Mike, what's going on? <laughs> uh, apparently not Chris. It's like so, every uh... – <laughs> it's like comedy. It's, it's only happened to me or, or what? I like yes, Chris. Yes, actually, usually – the combination of Dom and I, when we take calls, usually works out pretty good. Heard the same thing is going on with Jim on Saturday. So, yes, you just seem to be snake bitten with this thing. Yeah. All right. If Jack in Montana's on the air, you're you're live. Jack, are you on the air? If, yes, I am. If not, uh, okay, Jack, what's going on? Oh, uh, so um, I looked at the, like, Google Trends uh, comparing uh, All Out and uh, Full Gear. And, like, the, the spike for All Out was um, a lot bigger for full gear if like that can give you anything on what the pay-per-view buy might be yeah the, the google trends and the uh, i want to thank you very much for the call i mean google trends and uh all of the other indicators i mean it doesn't look like the show's going to do a hundred thousand buys but who knows i mean there was a lot of things going on saturday night but uh not even being in the top 20 that's not necessarily a a positive sign but we will know soon enough. No, not necessarily. It's not a positive sign. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, when you look at what UFC and big boxing events, really what, what pay-per-view events, what big events do, the fact that it really got no traction at all is a little bit disturbing. And we'll have to see when it comes to the, the buys. But, uh, again, it is all, early on here. We are hypersensitive when it comes to all sorts of numbers. It's right to point this out. But, you know, we're going to be then switching gears now to, to Tuesday with or Wednesday when it comes to TV and those numbers. And even those numbers, I mean, nothing's really been established yet. You know, you need some time to actually be able to have trends and, and know what these numbers mean. And everybody's really hyper-focused on that overall number and, you know, the 18 to 49 number. But, you know, it Again, these just numbers right now. We got to see actually how they start to stack here. We're only what five weeks in, six weeks in, whatever it is, 
And I mean, look at the number tonight, you know, when it comes to Raw with Seattle playing San Francisco tonight and it being a taped show. That this show's going to die. That, yeah, that Probably for the like best. It, it was going to be so hot, you know, on paper anyway. So, again, what, what does that really mean? Because it's still going to be one of the top rated shows probably on cable TV. But it, it's just, you know, we get really hyper focused on these numbers and we don't even know what any of them mean yet. Cody did eight stitches for the cut that he suffered at full gear. Suffered a rib separation as well. Did a dive, crash on the middle part of the ramp. We talked about this one yesterday. Will Ospreay injured his shoulder at the New Japan show in San Jose. I saw it immediately. He did a handspring, and the handspring was weird. And it was not the normal Will Ospreay thing. And he immediately rolled outside. And they had the doctor on the ramp trying to work on his shoulder. And he had said initially, apparently, that he couldn't raise his arm above his shoulder which usually that's a torn rotator cuff. But I guess they popped it back in, and he didn't think the shoulder is out, and I guess we'll find out. That that could potentially, torn rotator cuff, disaster. But I don't know. I, I guess he's, he's saying he's all right. Matt Seidel, two minutes into a match with Leon Ruff at the Evolve show. He suffered numbness in his arm, and he was coming off an injury. And he thought that the injury flared back up. He freaked out, went backstage. Still has some numbness, but apparently is also okay. And Hangman Page said he may have suffered a stinger in the match with Pac. And he is apparently all right to work Pac this coming Wednesday in Nashville. Cody, as of yesterday, had not been medically cleared. And quite frankly, he shouldn't even be wrestling on Wednesday anyway, based on what happened. So that's the update on everybody's injuries coming out of the show. Spurgeon here says, I listened to your Brian and Vinny review of Omega Moxley. Could not agree with you more. It wasn't so much my dislike of hardcore matches as much as it was just a terrible wrestling match that did nothing for either guy. I mean, you could argue, like, if you're a fan of that kind of wrestling, you could argue that it did something for both guys. If you feel that it made them tougher or got over Moxley as, as beating him in this kind of match. I mean, you could argue that if that's your, if that's your, if that's your kind of match. I don't know if I could say that it didn't do anything for either guy. Here's Chris in Vegas, whose phone failed. I watched the All Elite pay-per-view last night. Very much enjoyed the show, especially the world title match. But the main event, I started out thinking this will be a fun match. By the time they got to the barbed wire bed, I wanted it to stop. Well, it did go on forever, which was ironic because 30 minutes in, there was a pocket of fans chanting, fight forever. I was thinking, they are. Your wish has been granted what it felt like for sure it's uh yeah and it's you know again whatever you think about the barbed wire spider web that they decided to break out whether it was not violent enough because it wasn't like big japan and there was not real barbed wire on it or whether just the visual was enough for you or whether you thought it was just it got to the point of being like sublime and comedic at that point and you just threw your hands up whatever it is the overall fact of the matter is, if you liked it, that's great. Cool. I'm glad they got their chance to do what they wanted, probably wanted to do since they both wrestled in Jersey All-Pro with each other. But but the fact of the matter is, the response that it's gotten means that I don't know if you can educate, quote-unquote, your fan base on this. Maybe it's just better to temper this stuff in the future, learn from your mistake, and realize this probably wasn't it, Chief. It's from WWE.com. Skewing their manager and showcasing a new, more sinister edge 
the Kabuki Warriors have been more dangerous than ever in their rise to the top of WWE's women's tag team division. Are we supposed to forget that Asuka tapped on Monday? Yes. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Are you or someone you love one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? Every person's experience with Parkinson's is unique, and for many patients and families, that can be one of the most challenging aspects. The Michael J. Fox Foundation built a guide to help. Visit michaeljfox.org pd360 to download the Parkinson's 360, a guide for navigating the disease. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org pd360. Visit today. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Haul packages for a living? A gas-powered Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas-powered Sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter is built for you. And it's built to protect your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just $33,790. Gas engine, 0% financing, and starting at $33,790? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans excluding cap chassis. Qualified commercial customers only. Financing offer valid through January 2nd, 2020. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. All right, we're going to try this. Let's go to the phones. Nathan, you're on the air. What's going on? 
Hey, Brian. So Dave made a point on the weekend about the uh, tag match with the Kabuki Warriors and Natty not be- being available. If they knew she wasn't available, why'd they advertise her on SmackDown? And I feel like that alone is indefensible of the whole booking decision they had. I uh, just wanted to hear your comments. Well, I mean, it's it's possible. It's possible that they're going to shoot an angle where they act like she got beaten up backstage. But if she wasn't there, how are they going to shoot that angle? So, no. I have no idea why, when they were taping the same day, they advertised Natty being in a match on Monday that she's not going to be in. But I'll wait till the show tonight to see if they have any backstage... Because there were segments on SmackDown that they didn't show the live crowd. The segment where uh, the, uh, the Fiend attacked Daniel Bryan, live crowd never saw that. It's like never happened to them. They heard about it later, and they were mad. So uh, we'll see if they if they do something. But, I mean, if, if she wasn't available, if it's true that she was not available, then how do you shoot an angle where she gets taken out of the match, if that's what they end up doing? No one knows. Nope. All right. Nope. We'll, we'll see what they do. This whole thing, again, it's been... Yeah, I'll let you and Dave, I want to see how this unfolds and how you and Dave talk about it tonight on Wrestling Observer Radio. Are you done talking about this? Are you just going to try to glance over this tonight? Are you even going to do a I'll try to ignore tonight? it. I don't want to argue about it again. <laughs> I, I will not be convinced that this is a, a brilliant booking idea or even a good idea. It's ridiculous. This person here says, The barbed, barbed bedweb, he doesn't even know what it's called. I don't either. I think they call it a barbed wire spider web or something like that was just plain absurd it brought things to a complete halt i'd argue it should have stopped there but no you had to get several guys from the back to remove them from their over gimmicked and functionally pointless situation well listen i didn't think it was totally ridiculous to do an unsanctioned match and both guys suplex each other into a bed of barbed wire and then a bunch of aw employees come to help get them out dude you got in you got to get out that's well, on you, in well, my why? world. Well, they no, that's not fair to to John Moxley. I mean, you had people that represent the company. These are executive vice presidents that decided to help one of the other people in this match and bring that out. I mean, the least that these people could do would be help the other man at least out of that barbed wire. If you want to leave Kenny Omega in there, that would make sense. But, but man, look what John Moxley had stacked up against him. In that. There was a lot of deck stacking last night that no one's talked about, yeah. if you ask me. And you know what else? The judges in that Cody match, all sorts of stuff. Well, see, that was explained away in the press conference afterward. These men are retired professionals, and that's what Dean Malenko is. He's a professional. Now, Chris Jericho did go over there and cajole him a little bit, and and, you know, point his finger at him, but nothing happened. So maybe we'll we'll have to see what happens for the next time here if they're going to have judges at ringside, but. One thing nobody's talking about is Kenny Omega uh, face-planting onto the wood boards, which that had to feel pretty good. All righty. This person here says, What are your thoughts on the Young Bucks on being the elite, making fun of the WWE Saudi Arabia travel issues, and Seth's tweet at Dave? I find it low-brow, corny, and petty. Why? What did they say that was so low-brow, corny, and petty? Yeah, I really don't want to watch BTE to find out. So I, I need to find out what you were so upset about. I mean, it was a it was a real issue. The wrestlers were very upset about it. 
The wrestlers tweeted about it on social media, that they were very upset about it. Wrestlers' wives referred to it as a hostage situation. Other people referred to it as a nonviolent hostage situation. I mean, what's the problem here? It was not a made-up story. So I want to know what they said that you got so upset about. Person here says, I was... Really, I mean, WWE, the the kings of petty, (laughs) for, for heaven's sakes. You know, I mean, come on. This person here says... I was at the Full Gear show live. The person who impressed me the most was Pac. He looks fantastic, incredible wrestler, had some great performances in AEW and Dragon Gate. I never really saw him wrestle live in WWE. I was completely blown away. Yeah, he's fabulous. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I never would have believed that when I first saw him. And I know Alan Farrell was, was a big proponent of him. Obviously, coming over from Newcastle, I can't remember exactly where, where he's from, but... I mean, he, you know, he famously, there was a, a, a clip that, I mean, he just completely missed, bombed him on moves and, and face-planted, like, you know, did one of these flips outside the ring and ended up in, like, the third row in a pile of chairs, and it's like, Jesus, these guys. But, I mean, the body control that he has, you know, developed over the years, and, I mean, he picked that up a long time ago. It's not like this is anything new that I'm going to say, but... You know, his matches went so flew under the radar in WWE, and he was doing some of the best stuff night in, night out. Anytime he would go out there, his stuff in Dragon Gate, both before and certainly after his run in WWE, has been excellent as it always has. You know, this persona that he has brought, this bastard persona that he had to help put over Ben K over in Dragon Gate and to come help, you know, really help Adam Page along. They they have not done a great job developing Adam Page and, and making him accessible to a whole bunch of new viewers, understanding who this guy is. But at least you know in the ring when he's in there with Pac, you're at least going to get one hell of a match. And that's certainly what they've been delivering, and they're going to have a chance to do it again on Wednesday night. So he has been absolutely fantastic. And if there's somebody out there who is more Japan-centric that wants to put him – up on their list of people in the Fez Flair MVP voting, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with you, but I wouldn't blame you either. So Hamish here is asking about Cody and the Stip. Hamish, clearly you did not listen to the show yesterday, but I'll read this anyway. I know Cody could have chosen DDP, but isn't MGF throwing the towel a loophole for him to challenge for the AEW world title in the future? He never got pinned, neither did he tap out. Hamish, my love, listen to me. The stipulation was, if he did not win the championship, he would never challenge for it again. We're not looking for a loophole. We're not looking for a way out. The stipulation was made abundantly clear by the top babyface. This is not WWE where we're playing gotcha. Oh, here's how we're going to get around it. They made the stip... And they better adhere to it for a lengthy amount of time. Maybe they got an idea for a year down the road or whatever. I don't know. I I think, I mean. Got to make the fans want it. Got to make the back I don't even think making the fans want it. Somebody had an idea on the board. They were like, what if Cody says, well, if I don't win, I'll retire. I'm like, a stip? Uh, You're killing a stip with a stip match? What? For real. Dumb. There's no... If you want your stip- stipulation matches to mean anything, he must never challenge for the title again, at least any time in the foreseeable future. Exactly. If you want to be it. WWE where they do stip matches every single month and nobody believes a thing and it doesn't mean anything for anything, then fine. Find a way out of this. But that's not what they should be doing here. 
got people out there too crazy with this. Again, just as long as it they let it simmer for a while and as long as they manipulate it where it feels as though the fans feel as though they want it and they're going to drive it. Otherwise, it's just something manufacturer to break a stip. And if the fans never want it, then guess what? You never do it. But you have to yeah, be organic or at least it has got to feel organic if you're going to go ahead and pull it off and make it work and make it – feel like that stipulation should have and, and the overcoming of the baby face at the end. And if it never happens, it never happens. Cause again, it's not like Cody Rhodes needs that belt, but you know, it's going to happen. I just can't believe knowing how fans are going to react. And frankly, now the way fans have reacted, if you go ahead and pull the trigger on this way too early, then you got to laugh at AEW and you got to laugh at everybody involved in it because they're telling you right now by, by everybody micro, wondering when he's going to break the step that you, this is a sign to, to not do anything for a long, long time. And if you do, you just deserve everything that, that people make fun of you for. And this person here says, is it true that AEW forgot to cut the YouTube feed and some people watched full gear for free? That story was online. According to AEW, that story was not true. There were there was almost nobody on that channel when the pay-per-view started. Like, if anybody got it for free, you could count them on one hand. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like somebody was watching somebody's bootleg's YouTube channel and they continued to get the bootleg feed. That's what that sounds like. All right, let's go to, yes, Jim in Virginia. Jim, what's going on? Hey. Hey, how you, how you doing, guys? Um, so two questions. What's happening? Is Velvet Scott still with all weight? Are you are you talking into the phone or are you covering it with a sock? No, I'm talking in the phone. Can you hear me now? Yeah, a little bit better. Go ahead. Okay. Is Velvet Scott still with R.H.? I have not heard her name in some time. I hadn't because I just wondered there, she's not with the lure anymore. And I know that uh, um, Angelina Love lost the title to... Uh, Kelly Klein over the weekend, well, was on television this weekend. Now, as far as WWE goes, is Shayna Baszler going to be on the main roster from now on? Uh, I want to thank you very much for the call, Jim. we got some phone issues here, but she will be on the main roster. I don't know when. I know that they had some ideas, and then this whole Survivor Series NXT thing rushed everything. So, yes, at some point she's going to be on the main roster. Could be sooner rather than later. But that's the update. And apparently Velvet is still with Ring of Honor. I just got that right now. Yeah, that's thought, thought she was, but how much they'll be used, who, who knows. But hey, Brian, how's your day going? Why do you ask? Just wondering. This person here says, Funny that WWE has done better unsanctioned matches in the past. HBK Jericho, Ciampa Gargano come to mind. Even though they were 2008 main roster... And on NXT TakeOver, respectively, uh, it's not a surprise. He's saying this was when Vince knew what he was doing. Yeah, you can do hardcore matches. You can do blood and guts matches. Like, I don't like that, but if you're going to do it, I want it to be good. I want there to be a story. Yes, yes, that's still important. And that's where, you know, some of those Japanese, again, you got to be, you know, following it. But there's, there was... There was a reason sometimes with Onita and some of these matches and, even, you know, guys like Takeda today. And, you know, I mean, there's there is a way to make those matches work that are a little bit more than than again. It's the style that their unique take on it on on Saturday night. 
This person here sent me an audio file of the Bucks comments. That does not help me here on the air. I, I cannot listen to that as I, I do the show, but I'll Just try to check it out. Send that to producer Dom next time, friend. Try and check it out later. Uh, this person says, my friend's dad, who is in the over 50 demo, Beat thinks the dad. young Bucks, quote, fight stupid because <laughs> they do high-risk moves and always lose. Well, listen, I talked about this on the Brian and Vinny show last night, okay? Young Bucks are losing too many matches, all right? If you have been following the Young Bucks career, if you've been watching since All In, if you have been, if you're a hardcore fan, then yes, the Young Bucks, I mean, they're just doing some sort of storyline here. But if you're one of those hypothetical folks that started watching when they went to TNT, I mean, they lose more than they win. And it is kind of weird. There's 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 a lot of talk about the Young Bucks, but they keep losing. So I, I was not... Dave was very upset that they lost a private party. I didn't have a problem with that. It's a match in a tag team tournament. But they lost a private party. Now they've lost to LAX. I don't know what's going on. Bad night for the Elite, I believe Matt tweeted. It's been a bad several weeks for the Elite. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. 
Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, does AEW have drug testing? Yes. I don't know the details, but they do drug test. That's literally all I can tell you, that they do. I don't know anything about it. Was there any follow-up to that question? No. They just asked 16 uh, times, so I answered. I liked the Moxley-Omega match. I don't ever watch this style of match, but seeing it here worked for me with two big stars who hated each other. Great storytelling moments with reusing the glass, Kenny going crazy, trying to get on Moxley's level, mocking about chain wrestling, Moxley using a chain on Kenny, and then Kenny losing it after a Kotobushi move. It was too much, but I like some too much every once in a while. Well, kind of one issue I had, actually, was I don't even know why they hated each other. They, The story was they hated each other. I mean, they had a brawl and everything like that, but what happened between these two guys? Why did they hate each other? Anybody know? One of the funny parts about this feud is uh, Moxley gave him a DDT uh, through a glass table, and then they climbed through glass, and then they actually threw themselves into a barbed wire spider web Yet what caused the most damage to them was a broom that was all wrapped in barbed wire. Like it's just kind of... Yeah, because that was the real barbed wire. I, <laughs> I don't know, think the barbed just... wire bed was real. Oh, no, it certainly was not. It was, uh, yeah, so just a weird... This whole thing has been a little bit weird, yeah. This person finally says here, I'm not going to get upset at anybody going overboard to give me my money's worth on pay-per-view. I would get upset if they didn't give max effort. Well, you do realize that they would have given max effort in a straight wrestling match, which probably would have been a much better match. I mean, it's not like if they didn't do all that stuff, they weren't giving you max effort. All right, everybody, we're out of time. I want to thank you very much for listening here today. We'll be back later on tonight. Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Radio, talking Raw. And, of course, tomorrow, Observer Live, Brian and Vinny Show, all sorts of great stuff on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. So that's it. I want to thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.